The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Tennessee, Virginia, Arizona, Louisiana, and New York. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today and bet $10 and get $200 in free bets. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. We're also brought to you by Manscaped, the leaders in below-the-belt grooming. Use promo code SGP at Manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping. We're also brought to you by Stable Duel. Stable Duel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as $15,000 with one entry. Head over to StableDuel.com and get started today. And don't forget to download the SGPN app. You're home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Yes, sir. We are back. We are back. We are back with another episode of the NBA Gambling Podcast. I'm your host, Terrell from Jr. Villain Rail, for those that may know me. And, you know, it's Thursday. So I'm here with my man, Hunter Grand, Scott Rochelle. Scott, what's going on? I'm getting a bit of deja vu. I feel like we just did this. Yeah, wow. It's crazy how things work like that. Mm-hmm. All right. We're doing a special episode. I'm strate- we're strategically doing this episode because guess what this episode is? 299. This is episode 299 of the podcast. 299. So that means tomorrow, Friday, will be episode 300 of the NBA Gambling Podcast. We are going to have a huge episode. It's going to be a whole bunch of guests. I can't wait for y'all to see what we have in store for you. We're going to talk a little bit about the first half of the season. We're going to get into the All-Star Weekend. So please make sure you check out that podcast tomorrow it will be dropping friday getting you ready all effort everything all-star but now we're going to focus on the second half of the season we're going to look at some future prices look at teams look at individual players look at coaches and see what do we like the most going on into the second half of the season we're not going to waste anybody's time we're going to make this a quick one because as you know we both can rap we both can talk a lot so we'll start with individual teams and just so y'all know i'm getting a lot of these futures from WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, and New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, Louisiana, and New York. We're bringing the excitement of win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play from boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport. WinBet has what you need to win. Be on the lookout for WinBet Win Hour each Thursday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time during WinBet Win Hour. Marquee games of the week will have better odds on WinBet giving you a larger payout opportunity. The same games, larger payout. Why would you not take that? Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet $10, win $200. Download Bet and Win. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 years or older and present in the state where playthrough WinBet is available if you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And we're also brought to you by Manslate. Let me get a 
Let me get a round of applause. Everybody, please clap it up, clap it up, clap it up. Because guess what? Guess what? Guess what? Man State has launched their ultra premium collection. Believe it or not, it's for your not so private parts and, and everything else. It's everything else. It's not just for the private parts. You can use it for everything. So I'm talking about a leveled up hygiene routine with your favorite manly scent. This is an all-in-one hair and skin package for, that everyday men can use to cover you from head to toe, literally. Manscaped is trusted below the waist. Now you can trust them with the West. Join them, 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com. And for 20% off and free shipping, use the code SGP. Look, you guys have heard my stories. I can go out here and I can talk about it all the time. Manscaped does a lot. I talked about the ball wipes. I talked about lawnmower, uh, lawnmower 4. I've talked about everything. At the end of the day, Manscaped just gives you a different confidence about yourself, a different confidence about yourself. And with the ladies, men, with the ladies, you're going to win some cool points. I promise you. I promise you. Just if I, I never steered you, have I ever steered you wrong? I may have given you some shitty picks every now and then, but have I ever truly steered you wrong? No, I have not. I told you about the Jazz and their terrible uh, double digit, you know, how they do as double digit favorites. I told you about the Cleveland Cavaliers first half. I have never truly steered you wrong, and I'm not steering you wrong here. So, we all know how essential the Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0 is for that precise below the waist trimming. Their advanced skin safe technology reduces cuts to your most delicate areas. But now you can enhance your perfect grooming routine with their ultra premium collection. This package includes the premium deodorant, not for your balls, but for them armpits. This deodorant dries clear, aluminum free, and smells like their signature scent. The hydrating body moisturizer, if you have tattoos or dry skin like me, it keeps your, fence, your skin feeling clean, smooth, and fresh. The body wash lather you up with sea salt shower gel infused aloe vera and two-in-one shampoo and conditioner get everything in your scalp in one easy step in one easy step plus a free gift a three-pack set of lip balm made up of ingredients such as vitamin e peppermint lictobus oil and you can keep those chappers feeling moist that's four products and a gift inside the ultra premium collection what a score all these products are cruelty free paraben free vegan friendly and dye free the best ingredients with zero compromise. And I recommend using them in this order, by the way, just so you know, hop in the shower, you know, scrub with that body wash, put in that shampoo and conditioner in your hair, let that sit in there for a little bit, scrub, 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 dry off at the rinse off. Of course, don't just dry off, rinse everything out, rinse everything out, dry off, spray on the hydrating moisturizer just to reinvigorate your dry skin because, you know, all that soap and stuff is going to dry your skin out. It's ultimately what it's going to do. It's going to dry it out, but that moisturizer is going to get it right back. Put on the deodorant. Please, 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 please put on the deodorant. I'm tired of going out in public and smelling everything. Just put the deodorant on. And pop on that lip balm so nobody's out here kissing chap list. Getting dressed after is optional. If you go outside, please get dressed. But, you know, you're in the crib. You ain't got to get dressed afterwards. Wear one great scent all day long. Get that ultra premium collection hot off the shelves. 20% off free shipping with code SGP from manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with code SGP at manscaped.com. The power of attraction is now in a bottle thanks to Manscaped. All right, let's talk about each conference, Scott. We'll start with the East. 
currently looking at odds for the Eastern Conference champions. I see the Brooklyn Nets sitting here at plus 275. Milwaukee Bucks sitting at plus 300. The 76 is plus, talking, sitting at plus 325. Miami Heat. <laughs> the Miami Heat are at plus 550. Boston Celtics. <laughs> I didn't see this before when I was looking at this. The Boston Celtics to win the Eastern Conference are at 12-1. The Chicago Bulls are at 15-1, and Cleveland Cavaliers are at 18-1. I'm not even going to get it. Well, I'm not going to get into anybody else. We'll talk of that. Anybody else when we get sleepers. What's your favorite bet from here? My favorite bet from here, if I had to go just based on which teams I really, really like and can actually trust in a seven-game series, I like Miami at plus 550 because in a seven-game series, it might sound like a hot take, I'm taking Miami over Philly. I think Miami is a better basketball team. So you're looking at Spolstra, who might be the coach, the best coach in the league, at least top three. Mm -hmm. Like, I need to see another Doc Rivers playoff performance. Like, no, I'm not taking Philly. So I think if Miami, in my opinion, is right now either the best team in the Eastern Conference or the second best team in the Eastern Conference, and you're getting plus 550. That's a hell of a deal. I think they should be ahead of Philly. You? Yeah. I am – I do. I do. I actually have two teams that I kind of like as favorites. And ironically, it's the two teams that are at the top of the Eastern Conference right now, and that's Miami at f- plus 550 and Chicago at 15-1. Chicago's just disrespectful. It's purely disrespectful. And what's crazy is – and we're talking about the second half of the season. So you touched on Miami. I agree. I'm not going to get back into that. That's how we waste time. Chicago, I'll go into Chicago on why I really like them, especially at this price. Chicago is doing all of this right now with their top defensive players out. And they're the second half of the season, because we are talking about the second half of the season, they're getting those players back. Those guys aren't done for the season. They're getting those players back. This defense is going to look better, and it's going to look like one of the better defenses that they were in the beginning of the season. And if you're getting that, plus with whatever the hell DeMar DeRozan is doing right now, it is, I'm hard-pressed to sit here and say that all of these teams above in perfect situations are just completely going to take the Bulls out of this. I really, I really have a hard time. And they're getting – they're probably going to finish as one of the top seeds. So they're Levine probably going to have back? one card. Yes, I do. I don't. But that's – I'm being no. a little bit skeptical on that. Okay. Well, this definitely changes if he doesn't come back. But even even that, I still think they have enough scoring to supplement. The mm-hmm. issue is defensively with Lonzo, Caruso, and Patrick Williams being out. And so if they get those three guys back, this team is going to look a lot different defensively than what they are right now. They're not going to give up so many points, and they're still going to have the offensive explosion that they had. So I'm – I really – this is disrespectful. The fact that Boston is ahead of them – it's incredible that you sit here and you're saying that you trust Boston in a seven-game series more than the Chicago Bulls. Well, besides knowing that, Chicago's Chicago, going Chicago to get, is sixteen to one, and they might have home court advantage for the entire Eastern Conference playoffs. That's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. And this is also a fate of the Brooklyn Nets because, as of right now, even though we talked about this before and we said that there is a, a pretty good possibility that this state of New York changes the laws for vaccinated players, but as of right now, Kyrie can't play. In home games. Mm-hmm. So, if I'm getting a Kyrie list, a team with no Kyrie 
at home, and I don't know 100% what I'm getting in Ben Simmons yet. I don't know when KD's coming back. Exactly. And so I, I can't say that I 100% trust Brooklyn in a seven-game series. The only reason I don't trust Milwaukee is because I don't trust their bench. I don't think that they have the depth there, and it's really the same thing for Philadelphia as well. And you have James Harden and Doc, and that just is a recipe for disaster in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So Miami and the Chicago just feels like the best bets for me. It really does. I really do like what Cleveland's doing, and I really do think Cleveland put on put a special season together. They have two All-Stars in an All-Star game in Cleveland. But ultimately, I just think that they're too young, and I think that the vigor of a seven-game series is going to weigh on them in that first round. They may have an early exit. They may have an early exit versus whoever they play. But Chicago is so disrespected here. 15-1, that's disrespectful. So Miami and Chicago are my favorite bets. Because it just I just see the path of them getting to the finals to be easier than the other teams, and I'm getting a better number on both of them. I think my question I'll ask you, since you say Cleveland might lose early, right now, Cleveland's playing against Philly. Yeah. Do you think Cleveland's got a shot on that? Do you think they just get steamrolled? No, I think they get steamrolled. I think yeah. that it's just it's, I think Embiid's going to average like 40 in that series. Yeah, I think they get steamrolled. I think that it's just too much. Nobody there on that team has, besides Rondo, mm-hmm. I can think of. Nobody that I just think of has playoff experience. That's that 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 is important. Kevin Love. I think this. Oh yeah, Kevin Love for sure. Yeah, Kevin Love. So I think that that's going to be a lot. That's that's going to weigh on some of the guys, especially if you're not shooting the ball well and you have to try to snap out of it during that series, just like it did the Knicks and Julius Randle. So I think that they're going to be a great story and it's going to look good. But whoever they end up playing. Because it could be, at this point, it can be Philly, it can be Boston, it can be Toronto, it can be the Nets. Whoever they play, I think they're going to get them out of there maybe five. Well, I was going to ask, since the Nets are still favored, do you think the Nets end up in the play-in? Because right now they're the eight. They are two games back of Boston for the final safe spot with Toronto in between. Do you think Brooklyn ends up seven through ten? They have to. It have to be a collapse of Boston. I'm not going to sit here and say that. I think that they're more than likely going to finish this season out at. And the reason why I ask that is be, yeah. The reason why I ask. Out. Sorry, the reason why I ask that just it's a bigger thing. I'm not. I know we you both don't exactly like Boston, but the reason why I'm asking is assuming the Nets are fully healthy, and assuming mm-hmm. that they're the eight seed. Mm-hmm. Chicago's probably going to lose, right? There's a good possibility Chicago could lose. So that's the downside of looking at a 16-1. to It's because Brooklyn might be their first-round matchup. I can see this being like when the Suns played the Lakers last year. Okay. And the, the overarching feeling is that while the Lakers have not looked good for the second half of the season, they're going to come in and win that series. I can very much see Brooklyn getting an early exit because, for one – especially if they have half a man, half a season out there, only playing half of the games. And then also of we don't know exactly what Ben Simmons is Mm -hmm. just yet. And we'll probably have more – I'll probably have more of a better feeling of it as the time goes on and I see what Ben Simmons does in that system with them and how he comes back. I 
I can't I can't sit here and say for certain that I think that Brooklyn is going to win that series, especially with and maybe it's recency bias. But if Demar Derozan goes into a play a playoffs doing what he's doing now, I'm hard pressed to see anybody beating the Bulls. I really am. All right, let's. Who is a a sleeper team? A sleeper team that you have that can make some noise and possibly win. <laughs> I, I feel like we're both thinking of the same team, but. Who is your sleeper team in the Eastern Conference? Well, just for reference here, what odds would you consider to be a sleeper? I would move it past that 16-1 to 1 for Chicago. So 20-1 to 1 or above? Yeah. <laughs> Cleveland, no. I feel like Cleveland's too young. I think they need another year or two, plus Sexton being out still a big deal. Yeah. Uh, Atlanta, I don't eh. – Atlanta, I don't know about. I think it's just going to be Toronto. That's I want to make a case for another team. I can't. Anytime you have Nick Nurse in a seven-game series, I'm assuming you're going to have a coaching edge. And Toronto is a team that has a lot of experience and a lot of talented players. So I do think if you're looking for depth and you're looking for experience, they check yep. a lot of boxes, and they're a team nobody wants to face. I wanted to make a case for Atlanta because they made the Eastern Conference Finals last year. I just don't see it. I think Trey Young has to do literally everything for that team, and they just don't have many quality options besides him offensively on the team. Toronto just has a bunch of guys. They got a bunch of guys you can put in work on any given night. Siakam's been great. Van Vliet's been great. Even Barnes has been really good as a rookie. I'll go with Toronto at around 40-1. to Are they going to do it? No. But I think if you're looking for value, they're a team that could upset anybody at any given time. So Toronto has already showed us this season that they're literally the androids from Dragon Ball Z and have unlimited energy and can play 50 minutes a night and mm-hmm. continue to go out there and play well. And now they're getting a playoff series where they're going to have at least one to two days break in between every game. Yeah. So if they can sit there and they have that unlimited motor, I can easily see them taking that and just using that off day just to recuperate and do it all over again. And they can do that for an extended period of time. But you know, nurse is going to throw in wrinkles. And even if Toronto plays against, let's just say Philly, right. And you have nurse against uh, Joel Embiid and you have nurse against doc rivers and all, and that company, James Harden. That's not a cake. That's not a cakewalk for Philly. No, it's not not a cakewalk for anybody. Yeah, it's not a cakewalk. I think I truly believe Toronto can take any team and any team above them to seven, if not win the series before that. Yeah, I truly believe that. So Toronto, one hundred percent. I'm getting you're getting them at fifty to one. Yeah, fifty or forty. 100%. Once again, shop around, try to find the. Line. Yeah, shop around, but yeah, absolutely, <laughs> Toronto. All right, moving on to the Western Conference. <laughs> These numbers are slightly comical to me. The well, sleeper is going to be difficult because I hate everybody in the Western Conference besides, like, the top two teams. Absolutely. So, Phoenix is at plus 170 to win. Golden State, not far behind them, plus 210. Look at the Utah Jazz here. Yes, I'm getting all these lines from Winbet. Look at the Utah Jazz here in third place at plus 650. It should be plus 1,000 or more. They're not winning crap. The Memphis Grizzlies are sitting there at 10 to 1. The Dallas Mavericks at 15 to 1. Nuggets at 15 to 1. Lakers at 15 to 1. Incredible. The Clippers at 40 to 1. Timberwolves 80 to 1. And everybody else is on the outskirts. 
I I'm gonna save my other one to just save them as a sleeper because these odds are pretty packed in next to each other. So I'm gonna save my other one as a sleeper, but that's really my fa- one of my favorites. But if I'm not picking that team, I am hard pressed to see the Golden State Warriors when Clay is fully rejuvenated and getting that you know back into rhythm. James Wiseman is out here playing, and he's sounds like he's getting close to coming back. Draymond Green is back. Even no matter how well Phoenix is playing, I'm very hard pressed to go against the Warriors here. I I, I really. If I'm getting the Splash Brothers splash, splashing in the playoffs with Draymond facilitating, with Wiseman coming to be the big that can run the floor that they desperately need and that they can push Looney to the bench and be able to have that one-two punch of Wiseman coming off the floor and Looney coming in, I really think that the Warriors can be really, really good and they can make that another magical run. <laughs> so... Phoenix, I believe, has the easiest path. That's why they're so – because they do. They're, they're going to finish as the one seed, and they're going to dodge one of the Warriors or the Grizzlies. If favorites just come out and win, they're going to dodge one of the Warriors and the Grizzlies and only have to play one of those teams in the finals, where in the West Conference Finals, whereas the Golden State Warriors and the Grizzlies, if everything stays where they are, they're going to have to play each other, then have to run into Phoenix which just makes it incredibly hard. But I'll take the experience. I'll take the championship mentality that I know the Warriors to have. I think that this could be a very, very nice run for them getting back to the finals. So my favorite play, I'm going to say, is the Golden State Warriors at plus 210. What about you? I feel like we're just going to end up seeing Phoenix versus Golden State. So I'm just expecting this to be the matchup because I think they're clearly better than everyone else. Memphis being a not that far off third, but I do think that they're a little bit off. Especially since I don't know when Dylan Brooks is supposed to come back and he's been mm-hmm. home for a long time. Mm-hmm. I think the most underrated part of this discussion, even though I don't like the Lakers team at all, especially with Anthony Davis injuring his ankle yesterday, is the Lakers-Clippers battle for 8-9. Because if the Lakers end up as the eight seed and they sunk, and they end up beating Minnesota – in the 7-8 game, and they end up somehow being the 7 seed, then they're in Golden State's path. But if they're the 8 seed, then they're in Phoenix's path. So I think that either team is good enough to beat the Lakers, but it's still an added hurdle you don't exactly need. Yeah. So Phoenix's uh, path could get easier if Golden State has to beat the Lakers in round one and Memphis in round two and Phoenix in round three. That's a murder. So I do think that keeping an eye on the Lakers in their play-in run is going to be important as well. I'm going with Phoenix. I just think that they're the best team in the league. And game in, game out, I know what I'm getting. And that's the biggest issue I have with Golden State. I know with Draymond, when healthy, they're great defensively, all-time great defensively, and everything like that. But I don't really like their bench. I think they needed to get a guy. They could get Dragic, but we'll see what happens there. But it's really just Curry and Clay, and how everyone's expecting the ceiling of this team with Curry and Clay returning back to peak form, being the Warriors dynasty team that we're used to. But Curry's been a mess for the last couple of months, especially from the three point line. 
and Clay is still working back into it. He's had some flashes, but he hasn't been consistent at all. So if I have issues with your best two players and the fact that Draymond's health has been a concern and I don't know what Wiseman's going to look like when he comes back, Phoenix goes in and kills everybody. They don't spare the women. They don't spare the children. They kill everybody. <laughs> and I'm not going against a world beater. Phoenix at home, they, they have unfinished business from last year. They've missed Aiton for part of the year. They've plugged in JaVale McGee and Bismack Biombo, and they've won every game anyway. I'm taking Phoenix because this team, I just think, has a certain consistency that you have not seen since arguably the San Antonio Spurs in their prime. They might bore you. They might not be the most fun team to watch, but you look up after three hours and they're winning by 15. Yeah. I'm going with the Suns because game in, game out, they will make your life a living hell. So I'll take Phoenix. Yeah, I don't have any issue with what you said. I think I'm just more optimistic looking into the second half of the season of the Warriors Oh, no, the Steph ceiling for Golden State is significantly yeah. higher than the ceiling for Phoenix. But Yeah, absolutely. How I, think achievable, I'm, I think I'm putting my money on the ceiling. But my question is how achievable do you think the ceiling actually is? Because you mentioned a lot of things that could go right. There is a lot I of moving Draymond, parts there. It is. and I think, But I, do, I truly do believe that Draymond Green being healthy, coming back into the lineup, will put everything together. I think he is the glue, and he will put everything back together. And that will even show – people even more of how important Draymond Green is to the Warriors when he puts it all back together in the second half of the season. Okay. And I got a follow-up question there. Do you think Memphis has an easier time beating Golden State or Phoenix? Okay. That goes in. We could just go ahead and go into my – Well, I know, I know where you're going with my, sleepers, yeah, but we're going to yeah, segue sleeper. this anyway. Yeah, so segue into my sleeper, Memphis at 10-1. And the reason is, is because, goddamn, Memphis plays the Golden State Warriors tough. Mm -hmm. They do. And while I do think, like, the Warriors is my favorite, the reason Memphis is my sleeper is because I think that Memphis can come out and they can beat the Warriors. And Can they beat Phoenix? Ultimately, so that's where the hesitancy is. But if you're telling me that I'm getting if – if you're telling me I'm getting 10-1 – for basically them to beat Phoenix, then I'll take it. I don't think I think Memphis plays these tough teams in this like in the top of the Western Conference. They play them so hard every single time, and they've very seldom played them with a full lineup. So now I'm looking forward to seeing what Memphis does in the second half of the season with a full. When they finally, whenever Dylan Brooks comes back, they get everybody going. They're going to be really good. They're going to be really good, and. I think last year, early exit to the Jazz didn't sit well with them. That, that series was close for a five-gamer. Yes, it was. I think that that didn't sit well with them at all. They feel like that they could have performed a lot better. They have that experience of a series. And now I think that this – I said it before. I said that, you know, my preseason prediction was that they make it to the Western Conference Finals, and that's where they play either Golden State or the Suns. And while I'm not 100% certain that they come out to that, I will take a 10-1 to bet on them to get there because, one, I've seen crazier things happen in the NBA. And I really like this Memphis team. I think that they are a team that those two should be very afraid when they have to see them in the playoffs. 
they should be very concerned that Memphis can upset them and go home. I feel like we're on the same page, which is why I like the Suns. It's just because the Grizzlies are such an annoying hurdle that Golden State's going to have to deal with because yep. Phoenix is six and a half up on Golden State. They're getting the one. It's a done deal. Yep. Like that, That's yep. going to happen. Meanwhile, Memphis is four games ahead of Utah for the three. I'm assuming Memphis holds on, mm-hmm. which means you're probably looking at Phoenix against Utah in the semis and Golden State against Memphis in the semis. The worst thing for Phoenix is for the Grizzlies to fall off in the second half of the season. And Correct, but I don't think that's enough the worst for thing that. for them. Especially with Utah's loss to the Lakers last night. Yeah, yeah, it's really, it's really. I don't think it is either. But that is the worst, worst possible scenario for Phoenix. I don't even think yeah. the worst possible scenario is them falling to two. It's the fact of them, the Grizzlies falling to four, and them having to play the Grizzlies in that second, you know, in that semifinal round. The question is, do I think Utah can make up four games in about, I don't know, twenty left, twenty and change? I don't. I, I just think I, that Memphis I, is I don't think Utah, I don't think Utah is good at all, so absolutely not. So ultimately it's Golden State, which kind of makes me upset for this because, you know, now both of my two effectively are having a crash course with each mm-hmm. other in the semifinal round. I'm taking Phoenix for the path. I just think they're gonna have a significant easier. Yeah. Game. They and I yeah, I completely understand that. I'm not mad at that pick at all. So anybody else you're interested in besides the Grizzlies? Well, I don't know if the Grizzlies count as a dark horse because we were going for like twenty to one or whatever. I know. I mean, it's not. I know, it's not realistic. I mean, you're I can't. Not find I can't it, get yeah. behind. I can't get behind anybody. The only. The only thing that you could ever convince me on, because I'm not willing to put anything on the Lakers, even though I can honestly see somehow, some way, by act of God, the Lakers turning it's around. I would not be surprised at all. But the Clippers and telling me that they're forty to one now. But at some point in the second half of the season, Kawhi and PG come back with somewhat of enough time to actually get into some type of basketball shape. I think PG Maybe will could, come back. I, I think Kawhi's done personally. but I, uh, I, I don't think either one is coming back. But if one of them did or both of them did, then the Clippers would be very enticing at 40-1 to 1 with what Ty Lue has done with that team thus far. I think the most concerning thing about taking a team like the Clippers or the Lakers is the fact that let's assume – that Minnesota beats the Clippers in the 7-8 game. That means you might have Clippers-Lakers win or go home. Yep. And that's a really tough spot. Now, for the record, I think the Clippers would beat Minnesota. I would actually pick the Clippers in an upset in that one. But I do think that you're looking at a spot where if you're going to take a team that's that big of a long shot, make sure they're going to be in the top six. Because yep. the last thing you want to do is deal with a potential play-in situation. So if we're going with a random long shot that really doesn't have much of a chance, but maybe I'll go Denver, question mark, just because Jokic is so good. He's probably, I think, the second-best player in the league, behind Giannis, mm-hmm. in my opinion. I know Durant may be somewhere in there, but with the injuries, whatever. It's mostly just banking on Jamal Murray. And if you think yeah. that Murray comes back and if he looks anywhere near as good as he did before the injury, maybe they can capture something. Am I betting Denver? Absolutely not. But if you're going long shot, I guess that's where I'll go. Because the Lakers at 18-1, to 1, you're going to make a case for it. They're not beating Phoenix and, and Golden State. Like That's just not happening. So I'm not picking the mm-hmm. Lakers. I, I think that's a waste. Yeah, I agree. 
All right, enough of that. I mean, we can touch on overall championship, I think. I thought you wanted to go to awards. Yeah, yeah. well, real quick before we go to awards, we can touch on overall championship, but I'm almost pretty sure we both like the Western, whoever comes out the West to win this, right? I do. Uh, I, I think that Phoenix, in my opinion, is the best team in the league. Uh, yeah. So I'm sticking with them. I know I said I like the Heat to come out of the East. So I would, even as a basketball fan, I would love to see Suns Heat in the finals. I just think that's a phenomenal series in terms of coaching matchup and actual personnel. Mm-hmm. So I'd, yeah. I'd love to see that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the East, I just think is a step behind. And the Nets, in my opinion, are kind of like the, the Warriors for the Western Conference where you made the case of the ceiling. And if everything clicks, if everything clicks, the Nets are the best team in the Eastern Conference. And yes. maybe they can make a run to win a title if the stars align and everything goes that goes well. Yes. There's a lot to go through. It's a lot more than what Golden State has to deal with getting everybody back, which is why I'm not taking the Nets. But I think the Nets are that one Eastern Conference team where if everything goes well and everyone stays healthy and Kyrie can actually play home games, they can dethrone a Western Conference team. But I don't see Milwaukee. I don't see Philly. And Miami, maybe, but probably not. I agree. I agree. I'm all. I'm. I'm. Phoenix, Golden State for me. Brooklyn, maybe a dark horse. Miami, I like more than Brooklyn. Yeah. But everybody else, kind of. I'm talking about an Eastern Conference team that can beat a Western Conference team. I think the Nets. Yeah. Are the best I, shot. I, is is yeah. Oh, that. No, I think Miami has a pretty decent shot as well. I think they got a decent shot, but I think if the Nets play up to the potential that we're thinking they could play, yeah, at, absolutely, I agree. That that's my case. And ultimately, I like the Bulls, but I think the Bulls get ran over by Phoenix or Golden State. The only thing that would throw a monkey wrench in this is if I'm right and it's the Grizzlies, I would probably fade the Grizzlies in that spot, depending mm-hmm. on who it is. But especially if it's like against the Heat or the Nets, I would definitely fade the Grizzlies in that spot. Okay. All right. Let's get into – oh, no, let's talk about State Middle. <laughs> There are never enough things to game on, and the one sport that runs 365 days a, real, a year is horse racing. The best part is there's now a new way to play the ponies, especially if you are brand new to the sport. Check out Stable Duel, a daily fantasy app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. Pick your horses, build your stable, and play against others and move up the leaderboard. Win as much as $15,000 with one entry. Don't know anything about horses? Me neither. Don't worry. The app gives you clear data on which horses to select to build your stable and your best strategy. The app is free to download at StableDuel.com. Multiple games are offered each day with free weekly games all over the United States. Get get in the app, create your account, and start building your stables today. Invite your friends to play against you or play against our stables. You can even follow them in the app, and we can compare our own stats. Download now at StableDuel.com and see how many winners you can pick in your stable. See you in the winner's circle. Play, race, win. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, where America buys and sells sports bets. The Bengals defied the odds this season by reaching the Super Bowl, but Cincinnati Bengals, Cincinnati bettors fell one game short. Unless you were one of the smart bettors who sold on PropSwap. PropSwap made huge profits last week when they sold their Bengals Super Bowl tickets, like Tim from Ohio. 
who sold his $100 40-to-1 Bengals Super Bowl ticket for $1,500 on PropSwap. PropSwap has thousands of buyers across the country, so you'll always find the best odds and collect the most money for your bets. Hurry and download the free PropSwap app today. PropSwap has fantastic features like filtering listed tickets based on the best value, a free activity fee to stay in the know with all the big sales and red-hot tickets for sale, a loyalty rewards program that turns your ticket sales into extra bonus cash, and a first deposit cash match. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit, and PropSwap will match your deposit up to $500. Join the real sports bettors on PropSwap, where America buys and sells sports bets. And the SGP app is live in the App Store and Google Play Store. It gives you easy access to all our picks and podcasts, so don't forget to toss us in a review and download the SGP in app today. All right, let's talk about some NBA awards to go ahead and wrap this up. First, let's go ahead and start with the most coveted of them all. The well, I can can I get to it? I, I might not be able to get to it. Okay, we're not going to start with the most coveted of them all because it's not working. We're going to start with rookie of the year because that's what I can pull up right now. Rookie of the year, we have Evan Mobley at oh sheesh minus five hundred. Kay Cunningham at plus 750, Scotty Barnes plus 750, Josh Giddy at 11 1, Franz Wagner 22 to 1, Ayo DeSomu at 60 to 1, Chris Duarte at. Yeah, I think, you, I think you can just stop. Yeah, there. we can stop there. We can stop there. <laughs> Outside of Evan Mobley, who are you taking? Giddy. I mean, I mean if, if you're going to walk into triple doubles and Oklahoma City is going to hand you the keys to the car, it might be a hideous, beat up car but you're going to get the keys to it. And assuming that Shea might be shut down for the rest of the year because, I mean, if you're Oklahoma City, what the hell are you even playing for? If you're trying to tank and you're going to let Giddy get the ball all the time, he's going to put up some massive numbers like we saw against mm-hmm. the Knicks and like we saw against uh, – I forgot who they played last game. Who do you have the, a triple um, with against last against last they game? They had the Spurs. The Spurs, thank you. So he's putting up massive numbers. And we know triple doubles, whether they're – devalued because of the Westbrook era, whatever, people still talk about him. And if you're going to put up big stat lines like that, I think Giddy's worth a shot. So Mobley, I think, is going to run with it unless he gets injured. If he gets injured, Mm -hmm. then you might have a race on your hands. Mm -hmm. But Giddy's a guy who's a teenager putting up numbers that teenagers have not put up in the history of the NBA before. So I'll go with Giddy at 11-1. to Yeah, the same thing for me. I'm hard-pressed. Kate is too up and down right now for me, and I think he's just adjusting to the game and being – And he's he's, at injuries. He has a lot more – yeah, and he's at injuries issues. So, Scotty Barnes just has too much around him to get there. And while I do like Franz Wagner and and Ayo DeSomu, Josh Giddy's usage is just going to be crazy for the second half of the Mm -hmm. year. And, you know, God forget, bid some type of injury to Evan Mobley, I think Josh Giddy is going to run away with it. I think he's got a great shot. Point, yeah, I think he's going to run away with his second half of the season. So, I, I like Josh Giddy at 11-1 if, you know, I don't already have a bet on Evan Mobley. I'm not laying minus 500 with Evan Mobley. It's just not worth my time. I found 375 on another site. I, I wouldn't okay. want to lay that either, but that's either, better than but 5 still, It is. All right. Now we're looking at the MVP, coveted MVP trophy. We have Joel Embiid at plus 140. I'm seeing Nikola Jokic at plus 290. Giannis at 4 to 1. Steph Curry plus 850. John Morant 11 to 1. And for the hell of no, no, let's go a couple more. So we got Devin Booker and Chris Paul both sitting at 20 to 1. And DeMar DeRozan at 30 to 1. Disrespectful. 
is really wild. It's really, really wild. That's why I said we're going to keep going because I just can't believe that DeMar DeRozan is at 30-1, and I feel like I have to sprinkle on it. Do I, really I think DeRozan's going to win? No. But those odds are stupid. I, I mean, he should – the truth is he, he really should be ahead of Steph. And that sounds controversial. It's it not. It's not. It's not. Like, it's really I, not. Because people are going to look at, at Steph and go, well, you know, Golden State has 40-something wins. They're a two-seed, whatever. Chicago's the one seed, and Levine might not play for the rest of the year. Like, DeRozan's putting up numbers that are Kobe-esque. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, number eight Kobe. Like, he's putting up massive scoring numbers. Yes. If he somehow maintains a pace or he averages, let's just say, a cool 35 for the rest of the year, he better be a finalist. Like, he better so, be. So, my MVP is JoJo. JoJo is my MVP this season. However, I understand the, in, the situation that JoJo is in where he just got James Harden and – I don't know what to expect the second half of the season. This could really dip into his production. That's that's my point, and that's why I I just, you know, at this point, if I don't already have a ticket or enjoy on beat, I'm not really looking to put one in. Jokic, outside of Joan Beat, if Jokic doesn't get it, it's honestly because he got it last year. That's only the true reason, because Jokic is doing bigger numbers than what he did last year. So if Jokic doesn't get it outside of Joel Embiid, and that's honestly personal preference, there's a lot of people that's going to put Jokic above Embiid. I'm pretty sure you have Jokic above Embiid. I did earlier. I would have Embiid over him now. Yeah, so if if Embiid gets hurt or Harden really does have the impact that I think he's going to have and Embiid's production does drop for the second half of the season, not drop a lot because, you know, he's Joel Embiid, but drop enough where he's out of MVP discussion – well, that's at least to win the award, then it is clearly Jokic for me. And so the only bet that I would put in after that is on Chris Paul at 20 to 1 and DeMar DeRozan at 31, just because the odds are incredible. And I can honestly see something where they sit there and say, we're not giving it to Nikola Jokic again. And these two are more than deserving, way more than deserving, especially with, you know, everybody is giving Chris Paul his flowers for what he's added to that team. And hopefully they'll realize that you don't have to put up at least 20 points to be an MVP in this NBA. And DeMar DeRozan, if he just continues what he's doing, which is absurd, but especially if Zach Levine doesn't come back and he's forced to do this night in, night out, he's going to quickly climb up. Like this number is going to shrink dramatically, dramatically. So, um, I, I would put bets on those two if I had to look at this list. Yeah, the way I see it, I think right now it's either Embiid or Jokic. Giannis yep. at plus 375. Truth is, I don't get those odds. I would toss Giannis out. I don't know why he's that close to the other two. I don't think he should be. I think Giannis should be closer to, I'd say, 5-1 to one or 6-1. to one. But plus 375. I mean, you're putting him like right behind Jokic, and I don't think he's even close to Jokic this season. The issue with Jokic is going to be the team's record because they're going to be a mediocre Western Conference team. Of course, he has no help because Michael Porter got injured and Murray has not played the entire season. So I do think it's easily Embiid, Jokic, 1-2 in any order you want. DeRozan would probably be my vote for third, just because how good he's been. So if I had to place bets now, 
DeRozan's the long shot that you pretty much are required to bet based on these odds. Like, that's mm-hmm. the must bet for me. Yes. But at the end of the day, I think Embiid or Jokic are going to win. I agree. I agree. What do you think about Giannis, the odds, though? I don't understand those odds at all. I think it's just because he's Giannis. But I'm asking. I think those don't make any sense to you, right? No, no. I think it's just because he's Giannis. I, I truly think it's just because he's Giannis. I, you know how for his first, what, two years, his first few years in the league, Luka was just always in MVP consideration. Mm-hmm even though he really wasn't doing anything too, like there was a way, there was a long list of, not a long list, but there was a list of people that probably should have been ahead of him in MVP consideration. But Luka was just up there. Yeah. I'm almost positive he started this season as the odds on favorite to get MVP. Almost positive. Maybe that was last year, but I think that it's the same thing with Giannis. They're just like, hey, it's Giannis. Giannis is going to be in it. He's going to get votes. Yeah. I think, I think Giannis approaching LeBron territory where, People are going to make the argument where most valuable player, you Mm -hmm. can just give it to LeBron every year or one of these things where it's going to be a case of all the numbers and the narratives point to Embiid and Jokic. But everyone knows if you look around, Giannis is the best player in the league. Yes. So I feel like that's the counter argument. But there's a reason why LeBron hasn't won MVP for the last couple of years. It's because that argument sounds good to make you a finalist. It's not good enough to win the award. I agree. I agree. Let's move on to. I mean, we could. Let's do two more. We're not gonna. We'll move. We'll do most improved very quickly. But John Morant sitting at minus four fifty. Miles Bridges is at plus six hundred, which is shocking to me actually. That it's a done, it's a done deal. It, it's a job. I mean. Yes, I. I, I got to take my own personal bias. I think just. I think I just didn't like it because I knew John Morant to play like this. And he just never got the opportunity because he was injured. So I really wouldn't say he was most improved. I don't even think Gar- I don't even think Miles Bridges should be second. No, it's Garland. So Garland's at twelve one. Murray's at sixteen one. Yeah, those are the two I'm looking at. And Simons would have a hell of a case if he if Lillard got injured sooner. Then mm-hmm. I think Simmons would have a huge case, but it's going to be too little too late at the end. Jaw's mm-hmm. going to win it, even if he gets yep. injured again. I think he just has the award won already. But yep. Garland and Murray are the two attractive plus money options. That's basically it. I agree. I agree. I just think that I don't know. I feel like that's, I feel like giving Ja most improved is a little bit disrespectful because he's been this good. Yeah, but he's they they, they want to give him something. I know. I know. I know. I know. Maybe I just don't want to disrespect Ja, but yeah, he's probably he's more than likely going to win it. More than likely. Yeah, I don't All think right, Ja's improved. I just think he was always a hell of a player. I would give it to Garland personally, but I would I give it. Gonna... I would give it to Garland or Murray. I would 100% give it to Garland or Murray. Murray I'll pass but, on just because I think Murray was always this good. He just mm-hmm. never had the full keys to the car. Yeah. I agree. All right. But we're, all, we're both fairly certain that it's probably going to go to Jaw. Yeah. But we, I would sprinkle on Garland and Murray just to, you know, have some fun. The only debate I know for a fact that we actually have with each other is Coach of the Year. Yes, and that's exactly how we're going to end this. Monty Williams sitting at minus 250. Jamie Bickerstaff is sitting at plus 320. Taylor Jenkins at 6-1. to one. Billy Dobbin at 7-1. Eric Spolstra at 9-1. Steve Kerr at 19-1. I'm done there. I gave out J.B. Bickerstaff in the beginning, earlier in the season when the Cavs were on the up and up because I just saw continued production for this Cavs team. And I saw in a very, very reasonable 
situation where they could finish as a top five, top four team in the East Conference. He was at 40 to one then. He is now sitting at plus 320. I am uh, extremely concerned about Monty Williams. 100% concerned about Monty Williams. If Monty Williams were to get snubbed for anybody, I would not be mad that he got snubbed because of J.B. Bickerstaff. I would not. I feel comfortable holding his ticket. I think that for the roster that he has with the Cavs, especially losing his best player in the beginning of the season, and then the turnaround that he has done with, with Darius Garland and the confidence that he has instilled in Jared Allen, who is out here playing like a veteran at 23 years old. I feel confident in J.B. Vickerstaff at Coach of the Year, not just because I have it at 41 as well, but I feel confident with him, especially if I'm doing anything other than Monty, I feel really confident with J.B. Vickerstaff winning. We're going to agree on this, no matter which side we like. It's a two-horse race. Yes. If you're thinking about Jenkins, if you're thinking about even Ty Lue, it's 66-1. to 1. I love Ty Lue, but he's not going to win the award. If you're thinking about anything like that, just give the money to Terrell and I instead because we'll Appreciate spend it, it better. Because, I mean, yeah. you're just going to lose your money. It's, it's a two-person race. My take here, I got Monty before the year 5-1. to one, And for the past week and change, I have been contemplating doubling down on Monty <laughs> because the truth is it might be the freest money on the board. I, I think it's a wrap. And I think if Phoenix is the one seed, which they should be because they're six and a half up, I think it's, mm. I, it's just over. And you're going to make the argument, he got snubbed last year. You have to remember who votes for the awards. Cleveland is a hell of a story because they ended up having a great year. Does the media give a damn about Cleveland? The answer is no. The reason why Monty Williams got snubbed last year was solely because the New York Knicks were good. And the media love to talk about the Knicks every single day. That's the only reason why Monty Williams lost the award. I would have voted for Monty last year. But the Suns, since they made the finals, are now in the media spotlight where they're talked about every single day. And they deserve to be because they're 48-10 and or 49-10 and or whatever the hell they are. The point is the Cavs have a great story, but not enough people in mainstream media care about them. And those are the people that vote on the awards. I think Monty Williams is going to win. I think it's going to be a landslide. And I think that since he got hosed last year, there's extra incentive to give him the award this year. I think it's a wrap. So for me, I might fully double down on Monty. I think that unless Chris Paul gets injured and the team implodes, if Phoenix wins 60-plus games, which they should, he's going to win in a row. Hmm. That's my take. I agree. I agree. This has been the closest that I have been to prop swapping that 40 to 1 ticket. But I think you'd agree last year, the only reason why he lost was because it was the Knicks. And the media was all aboard the hype train. That's it. Absolutely. Nobody cares about Cleveland. No offense. (laughs) No, it's true. Nobody does. I'm 100% with you. It's just some people that I think that you can, even though I know it's Monty, you and I both know it's Monty. You can contribute the Suns' success to a lot of other factors, but when you look at the Cavs' success, it all points back to Bickerstaff, and that's my point. Oh, it does, that, but you can make an argument even a couple of years ago. Of course, Chris Paul was there too. Billy Donovan with the Thunder. Yeah. They were supposed to be tanking. 
yep. they ended up going to seven games against Houston, the game they probably should have won. Yep. But Billy Donovan wasn't even close to winning the award. He was a finalist, but nobody cares about the mid-market, the mid, you know, the small market, whatever teams that are good stories. They're going to give it to a, to a coach that's coaching either the Cinderella story that everyone cares about in the media or a top two seed in either conference. And Phoenix is going to have the best record in the league. And the guy who got snubbed last year is going to earn some pity votes. Worst case scenario. This line, in my opinion, should be Monty minus 400. I really don't know how anyone's supposed to catch him. In my opinion. Yeah, do you no, think Bickerstaff I... should be plus 310 right now? Or do you think he should be closer to like plus 600? Because I really think he's up against it with Monty Williams. No, I think this is a I think this is a solid number for him. Okay, I think this is because at, because even though we don't think it's is is going to happen, they are not out of it for the top two seeds in the East. At the end of the day, they're not out of it for the top two seeds in the East. Do we think it's going to happen? No, but they're not out of it. They're knocking on the door, and if they get that high, is you're hard selling me on a team that was so so bad. Finishing is that and not him not getting it, even even if he's up against Monty. So I think that best case scenario, he could win. I do think that Monty deserves to be the favorite. And I'm considering, you know, my stance on Bickerstaff as the year goes on and what the Suns are doing. But it, I'm not – if Monty got scrubbed, it's 100% for Bickerstaff. It's, not, it's nothing in my mind. It's only a two-person race. Yeah, that's the only person you would be snubbed for. So if you, so whether you hedge, if you if you're sitting on a bigger staff ticket, you hedge with Monty, or you sell your bigger staff ticket and just get rid of it now and collect your profit. I agree with all that. Yeah, personally, if I had a bigger staff ticket at forty to one or even hell fifteen to one, I would be hedging because I think when the award show is going to take place and when you have the final odds with the three finalists, everyone else removed. I think Monty's going to be minus 800. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Scott, talk to the people. What you want to tell them? So you can find me on Twitter at Rice Show Radio, R-E-I-C-H-E-L Radio. Besides that, I know we didn't mention this on the first podcast, but we might be experimenting into a bit of the color cast broadcasting for All-Star Weekend. I know you wanted to do something for the Celebrity Game, so keep your eyes on that if there's any updates there. But happy to be on the show twice today, and I'm looking forward to being on the podcast tomorrow. Yeah, absolutely. So just to, again, give people some thought and what's going on. We have tomorrow an all-star episode. We're celebrating episode 300 of NBA Gambling Podcast. We're going to talk about some great moments through the show. We're going to talk about all-star. We're going to give you all-star bets. It's going to be a huge all-star show. I can't wait for it. We're going to have some heavy hitters on the show. I can't wait for y'all to hear it. And I can't wait to record it, to be honest. And we're going to do color cast. Like you said, color cast. We're going to get into the color casting. I am going to do the celebrity game. So I'll be up. It'll be an early morning for me, but I will be up We'll be talking about Celebrity Game. I'll probably be talking about some bets and seeing what we can get into. I'm sure there's some degenerate stuff that we can get into during the Celebrity Game. I've already seen some stuff already, but we'll get into that during the All-Star Show. You can find me at reallyreal underscore underscore Instagram and Twitter. Don't forget, you. this is the last day. So I, I moved the date. I moved the date. It was yesterday. It is now today. You can go all the way up until Friday. You can still get in for the jersey, for the free NBA jersey. Just... 
leave a review, screenshot, tweet it to us at SGPN NBA, and we will enter you in that contest and we'll do the drawing over the course of the weekend, All-Star Weekend, probably have it to you by Monday or so. Or maybe at the Friday show. We'll see. However, please, please, please do the review. Please, please, please enter a contest. It is a free jersey. Make sure you enter that contest. Other than that, I really don't have anything else to talk to you about. It's All-Star Weekend. Can't wait. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a whole bunch of stuff. I'm going to be staying up at all hours of the night trying to watch and see everything that's going on and have a bunch of money. Not a bunch, but enough money going degenerately on the All-Star game and throughout the course of the weekend. I appreciate everybody for listening in. This was a nice special bonus episode for you guys going into episode 300. Can't wait to see y'all tomorrow. I'm still trying to figure out how I'm going to end these podcasts. Doesn't really think I have like a very cool thing right now. I just kind of ended like this and by saying that we are out. Basketball,